everybody, Josh Lopresto, VP of Sales Engineering here at Tolaris, Season 3, Race to the Summit, uh, Engineering Deep Dive today. I'm joined here by the wonderful CK from TalkDesk, Chief Product Officer. CK, welcome. Thank you, Josh. Thanks for having me here. You bet. Uh, so, so let's talk about you. Um, I, you know, I want everybody to get to know you. Prior to coming to TalkDesk, uh, before we get into your role there, tell me about, a little bit about your background. Yeah, um, I'll start with TalkDesk. I'm a Chief Product Officer at TalkDesk. Uh, CK, Sharanya Cannon, for those of you who don't know my name, which is probably my entire team at TalkDesk, uh, but you can call me CK, I'm Chief Product Officer here. I manage product, engineering, architecture, design, uh, customer support, and a few other teams. Been at TalkDesk for three years. It's been uh, a very exciting ride. And before TalkDesk, I come from uh, companies like Model N, Oracle, AT&T, not Contact Center, and I moved to Contact Center when I moved to TalkDesk. Got it, good history. Um, so, you know, uh, TalkDesk has kind of quickly become a, a, a well-known name in the Contact Center market. Um, for partners that are new to this market, can you talk a little bit about who TalkDesk is? Absolutely. Um, so TalkDesk is a cloud Contact Center provider. We've been in the market for the last about a decade or so. And today we have over 1,800 customers of varying sizes. So some of our customers are about 1,000 agents. Many of our customers are over you know, 5,000, 10,000 agents. So it's been also great to have customers of varying sizes from small, mid to large across the globe. Um, I think one of the things about TalkDesk is that customer service as a market was uh, definitely needed an innovation, right? So even today, there are so many technology advancements, but when you call your contact center, you're like press one for support, press two for billing, and then here you're pressing zero like 10 times just to talk to an agent. So uh, we saw that the market was ripe for innovation and about 10 years ago, you know, I always like to say talk to scheme at the right time, right place, and more importantly with the right technology. So starting ground up in the cloud platform really helped us move faster. Uh, so being cloud native helped us really provide a modern software uh, you don't need to take, you know, months and months to implement, right? You can implement just in a few days to a few weeks to a few hours sometimes. And so just being easy to implement, easy to use, easy to maintain in an end-to-end -end platform was a huge advantage uh, for using TalkDesk. So that's, in summary, TalkDesk, it's a cloud-native contact center provider. Now, there's there, there's been a good amount of momentum in the last 12 months with you guys. Can you talk to me maybe about just some of those standout moments for you? Sure, yeah. it's. Uh, it's, it's very funny. I've been with TalkDesk close to three years now, and every year you feel like it's a whole different company, right? And uh, uh, I think, you know, if your company doesn't feel like a whole different company every 12 months, you're probably not growing. So it does feel very different every 12 months. And the last 12 months especially has been uh, very exciting for us. The first one is today we're close to about 1,500 employees uh, across the world. It, uh, it, it feels like, wow, it's 1,500. You know, when I joined the company, it was still much, much smaller than that. So we're about 1,500 today. And especially in the last 12 months, um, a few great things happened. We raised our Series C. Uh, we got a funding of about 143 million and with a company's valuation of over 3 billion. So that was great. Um, in addition to that, thanks to Forrester and Gartner, we also got into the, the leader segment of Forrester Wave for CCAS um, and Magic Quadrant leader leader quadrant as, as well, uh, which is a you know again the teams work really hard. So this is one of the ways of getting some level of validation from the market. So uh, being in the leader quadrant for Forrester and uh, Gartner was great. 
We also launched, uh, we took on a crazy goal last year, which was 20 product launches in 2020. And I'm always thankful this was not 1999, so I didn't have to think about 99 products, but we took on the goal of launching 20 products in 2020. Uh, but there was a method to the madness. So we wanted to bring in all the products that a contact center needs in one single platform, built ground up, right? So that, that's what we wanted to do, but it just so happened that it was a nice rhythm to like 20 product launches in 2020. So we also did 20 product launches in 2020. Uh, and as a part of that, we were uh, named, uh, you know, the, the CX leader of the year and CC platform of the year by UC today. So it's been, it's been a great year, a lot of innovation, happy customers and good validation from the, from the market as well. And those, those accolades are key. Um, you know, we look at, we get a good snapshot from a, from an architecture perspective of all the deals that we get pulled into. And sometimes the deals just start with the customers have to go and research. They go and look at those things. They want to know the companies that have done the research like foresters and others. So that, I mean, that's a, that's a big accomplishment to be able to be into that. So no, that's huge. So good, good on you guys. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. It's a, it's an established market and uh, these accolades play a huge role in customers looking at TalkDesk. So, the other part of the segment that we do, it's it's the differentiators, right? Um, I think you're you're an established now, well-known name in the space, um, but we also we just want to make sure that the partners understand differentiators, right? You're 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 out there in a sea of of contact center providers. Help the partners understand, you know, what's been your secret to growth, and really, what do you see that when you're in the middle of these opportunities, what makes you guys different from everybody? Yeah, uh, I would say three things in summary, right? So the first one is really AI and automation. Um, we do believe that automation is the future of customer service, right? So, I mean, as we go through it, there are a lot of times when you talk to your company, your customers, uh, the, the type of interactions they have with their customers, many of them are fairly repetitive, right? It's like, you know, where is my return, right? So it's it's pretty similar conversations many times and, uh, the technology of conversational AI and automation is so much better today than it ever was before. And one of the biggest goals we have at TalkDesk is that in the next two to three years, we want uh, to automate 80% of every interaction that goes through TalkDesk. You know, across the globe, any interaction that goes through TalkDesk, we want to automate 80% of that. It's a big goal, right? Not many companies have done that before. We're not there yet. We know that, but our goal is to go completely on automation, focus on automation, have 80% of interactions automated in the next two to three years. So that's that's kind of our target, uh, which means that there's just a heavy investment from AI and automation perspective. A lot of happy customers even today leveraging that. So I think that is the first differentiator, which is also one of the biggest investments for the company as well. The second one I would say is end-to-end uh, -end enterprise software in one platform, a great user experience model. And I think it's important because, you know, we've, we've all been in companies where there's five acquisitions, six acquisitions. And when you're acquiring for, you know, AI, when you're acquiring for workforce engagement management, when you're acquiring for all of these products, it's great, but you have to bring them together. You have to integrate them. You have to maintain them and you have to make sure that it's seamless experience for the user. And the more acquisitions, I mean, I come from companies like Oracle where you know, there's an acquisition a day, right? So like when, when you have more acquisitions, it's it's great, but as a product leader, it's also a little bit of a nightmare to manage all of that. And as a customer, it's a, it's a bit of a nightmare to uh, integrate all of that and get seamless user experience. So the second one I would say after AI and automation is uh, really having end-to-end -end solution 
in one platform, built ground up, so you don't have to think about how do I integrate all of these products and maintain them, but it's all built self-integrated ground up. So I think that's the second differentiation. And then uh, the third one has always been our uh, uh, ease of, uh, in, in, ease of uh, use from, from a customer perspective. So ease of use, uh, customer obsessed culture. So that's the third one. Yeah, good stuff. So let's talk about security. So, you know, moving to uh, all the 2020 stuff, the agents remote working more than before. Um, what do we expect to come in your perspective here from, from 2021, uh, you know, uh, with regard to what's going to happen permanently to some of these? Yeah, uh, it's sec the security is an interesting one. I think people, a lot of times, until there is a security breach, you don't think about it, right? It, it's you have a security issue and then it becomes a lot more important until then people don't think about it a whole lot. But I do think this year changed it a bit because, you know, pre-COVID time, uh, every agent, almost every agent was working from one room and, you know, everyone could see each other's laptops or your data is in one place. You don't really take, you know, your contact center work home as much. So with all of that together, although security was important, it was okay because it was all in one location. Uh, this year changed that a lot of the companies, well, almost all of the companies sent agents home. And based on you know all of the conversations we're having with customers today, uh, surveyed ourselves and talking to the execs within our customers, of course, people want to go back to work, but it's also not going to be 100%, right? It is going to continue to be a hybrid structure where some of the agents will work from home, some of the agents will work from the office, and it would be flexible working culture. And that's going to be the case for contact center as well. Uh, it's amazing how many agents and supervisors we talk to where they say, initially we did not like work from home, but now we like it too much that we probably may not want to go back to work. So it is going to be a hybrid uh, structure for the next few years at least. So I think you know, with that structure, security becomes really important, right? The data that you had within one room right now is across the world, you could work anywhere so all of that customer data you're talking about is in your laptop and the agents are great, right? You can, you probably trust them, but at the same time you're working, the, the customer's data is right there. You may step out, you may step back. There's a lot more opportunity for security breaches now than ever before. And interestingly, uh, we launched a product earlier this year called Guardian. And we, we started working on it before all of this pandemic happened, but it kind of like, it was, it just was launched at the right time, you know, serendipity was launched at the right time. And what the product does is that in the past contact centers have looked at security from a fraud activity from their customer point of view, right? Is someone calling me and asking for a password and the person is not who he tells he is, but not so much from an agent perspective. So Guardian also helps you identify within your contact center, within your four walls, or within multiple walls right now, of course, are there things that you need to be looking into? And the most important thing is to be able to share that in real time versus after the fact, right? Again, with security, after the fact doesn't matter, it has to be real time. So we launched Guardian and what the product does is it finds out any unusual anomalous behavior, right? It kind of uh, uses AI pattern recognition, finds out any unusual behavior that happens if someone is logging in late in the night and they're not supposed to. If someone is logging in from an IP that you know they, they they don't have to, right? So any type of unusual behavior in your contact center, it immediately notifies your IT admin and your supervisor, so the person can immediately take action as well. 
And of course that is from an agent perspective, but from a customer perspective, there's voice biometric, there, there's a lot more there from a customer perspective, but I think, uh, you know, companies have done this for a long time from customer perspective, but internally we've never looked at it. And today, because of uh, post COVID and remote world, I think it's become a lot more important than ever before. Good, that, that's really good stuff. Um, you know, security is near and dear to my heart, right? As an architect, um, seeing seeing companies like yourselves put put so much thought into this, first of all, just leveraging AI, right? Leveraging the data finally and putting the data to work for you to help make your products better and put those out to market, that's huge. Um, but just doing that in a security, that's such a key differentiator, I think, of what um, what helps you guys stand out of, you know, Mr. Customer, Mrs. Customer, we're, we're looking at how we can help you keep your data secure, right? So you're, you're helping them do some due diligence on that. So awesome stuff. Yeah, it's. Uh, I think it, it's it's an interesting market because not many. This this is one of the areas where there's a little bit of education as well, right? Not many companies have thought about this before, so there's a bit of education. But in the last twelve months, every company that we've talked to, the level of interest in this area is really high at this point in time, across the globe, but especially outside of U.S. Like in Europe, uh, you know, security and compliance. Is, is a lot more important, right? Based on some of the regulations. So there's a lot of uptake uh, from the market and the product as well. Yeah, good point, good point. Uh, all right, so so let's get into the weeds. Um, I want to talk about, you know, some examples, people that you've had that have had success, really, you know, what, what kind of environments did you come into? You know, what were the problems that you solved and kind of how the product fits in, if you can help the partners kind of visualize that. So that when, they're, when they're talking to their prospects, they go, oh, I might have somebody like that. Yeah, for sure. Um, I will probably take one of the examples. So one customer that we've actually worked with uh, you guys in the past, uh, this is one of the biggest uh, uh, hiring agencies, right? So they, they hire in the, in, in the United States, one of the biggest uh, hiring agency for manufacturing in the United States. And we work very closely with them. Um, and as we work with them, I'm going to talk about an example of using AI and automation once again, because that really helps many of our customers get hyper efficiency, right? especially this year when your interaction volume is just you know extremely high uh, any level of efficiency can help and automation helps a lot so this is an example where uh, the customer you know in a pre-covid world always has three monitors they have knowledge base in one crm in one right and then you know the the talk desk and their order management and some of the other information in the other one so when the agent goes to uh, office they have uh, a table and they have three huge monitors and the fun part about many of these contact centers is that every time the agent needed more information to look at, to answer a customer's question, people threw more monitors at the problem, right? You have like three and four monitors sometimes. It almost feels like you're in uh, some stock ex exchange when you go and you know visit these contact centers, but there are so many monitors. And for the agent, he or she has to really look into like multiple places to answer a single question. And for this customer, on an average, it took anywhere from six to eight minutes to answer a question, right? They had to you know, find out who the customer is, find out what they asked for before, what is the schedule, right? They had to go to their knowledge base to get some information. They had to put it all together and answer the, uh, answer the customer. And at this time, this was again pre-COVID, we started working with the customer and we provided them agent assist. Agent assist is now the technology that helps the agents in real time, hey agent, you don't have to see full monitors. All that you have to do is look at agent assist because agent assist is going to find out in real time what the customer is asking for uh, based on the intent. It goes and identifies from your knowledge base, 
from your order management system, from your CRM, what the answer is. And it really is going to show you the answer right in front of your eyes so you can answer that. So you don't need four monitors to answer a simple question, right? So when we did that, uh, what we talked to the customer was about from six to eight minutes of average handle time for an interaction, this really reduced to two to three minutes of an interaction, right? That's what we want because the faster agents answer the, uh, the, the question for a customer, the faster they can make them happy, the faster they can move on to the next customer and help them as well. So that was a, pl a, pl a plan with agent assist and this happened even pre-COVID so that you know it's, it's a lot more easier for them to help answer the questions. But the same product now during the remote working time is twice as important because if you are hiring a new agent, onboarding the agent right now is a nightmare. And not only agent, even for us, like if we are hiring someone in our team, onboarding them in a completely remote structure, it is hard, it's not easy, right? So I think uh, for, for the customers, agent assist help them answer faster, but also for anyone from an onboarding perspective, you don't need weeks of onboarding. Even if you don't have like, you know, multi weeks of onboarding and training, it still gives you the answers really fast so that you don't have to be trained on which document you have to go take a look at to answer. It shows you the answer right in front. And this is just, again, one such example, a very happy customer and they've been using agent assist for, for all of their users. Um, you know, AI is, is interesting because for many companies they're excited about it. They're equally skeptical. So when customers use this, they would initially use this for a few agents, do a little bit of A-B testing, test it out, make sure they see value and then roll it out to all the users. And this is one of the customers that used it for a few agents first and then saw results, rolled it out to all of the agents after that. So that's uh, that's one of the cases. And of course, there are many other cases of you know, virtual agent and, uh, and some of the other use cases as well. But this one, uh, I think was a huge value for the company and a great learning for, for TalkDisk as well. It's a really good example because, you know, I, I think people used to look at some of these, oh, it's a new technology. I've already paid CapEx for this prem platform I have. Now you're telling me I got to get into residual, you know, to an OpEx cost, but you're coming in and you're, you're leveraging the value of AI. And if you're cutting the agent's talk time down in half, either A, uh, they can afford, they've just paid for the cost of double the agents, or B, they can take twice as many calls, which inherently would mean, you know, potentially twice as much revenue. So you've, you've, in some instances, it, this, what is just a feature, uh, pays for the whole solution in some cases. Yeah, that's that's the goal, right? It has to pay for itself. And uh, we have, um, I think some companies have, this TalkDisk has done a really good job with our value engineering uh, arm as well. So we have a team of value engineering especially with products like automation, agent assist, right? It's a lot more uh, easier today to show that value. And because all of this is in one platform, it's easy to get the data. And we can, you know, when we when we kind of like do, do the A-B testing for the customer, we can go and show them today that your five agents who are using this, this is the improvement they've gotten. Your, your rest of the agents don't have that, right? So value engineering has been a huge benefit as well. And yeah, our simple goal is the system should pay for itself and more. <laughs> Love it. All right, last but not least, uh, you know, we, we've seen this massive move to the cloud where we've talked about everything that's that's gotten us up to this point. What's to come next uh, in 2021 for you guys, for contact centers, just to, in general, what do you want to leave the partners with? Yeah, um, there are so many things right now, right? So again, I'm 
the, the biggest focus area for TalkDesk, we believe is automation. You know, this market, uh, I think automation is going to really change the, the future of TalkDesk, future of a contact center market as a whole. That said, the one thing that I am a huge believer of, have been for the last few years is digital transformation, right? Uh, because we talk about really cool things in conversational AI and automation, but you go and look at companies and still 85% of the market is on premise. Uh, so I think for them to like move to cloud and really take advantage of cloud and 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 uh, and start the digital transformation journey, and there is uh, you know I think the biggest thing is again when you're thinking about digital transformation, there are tons of uh, applications and solutions that you have within your infrastructure. But the first one to think of is CX, right? Uh, more than your internal employees, your your customers they are getting more modern. All your customers are now on Twitter and Clubhouse, right? They're, they're on Clubhouse all the time. So your customers are getting a lot more modern than you will ever be. And so when you're thinking about digital transformation, the first step is CX and to really have a great solution. And, you know, kind of like, so my, my thought on this is CX is the first step to your DX. Uh, that's, I think that's going to be the case for the next few years until that 85% on premise becomes like 40%, right? Uh, until then, I think that's the only thing that matters. Everything is on top of it, like AI and automation, but really doing customer experience as the first step to your digital transformation is going to be super critical to uh, get that 85% on-premise to maybe like 30 or 25 at some point. Good, Good stuff, always love looking forward. Um, well, I believe that brings us to the end. CK, I appreciate you coming on. Thank you, this is one of the uh, most rescheduled meetings. I'm really glad to be here today and it was great to talk to you. Awesome, appreciate it. And we even have matching couches, so it couldn't, it, it's like it's meant to be. Matching couches, matching background. Yeah, we're almost we, we the love, same. We way. love the blue and yellow, so we'll, we'll support that all day long. So awesome. That's right. Awesome, Kay. Awesome. Uh, appreciate you coming on, partners. That wraps up another video, season, th uh, season three, Race to the Summit, the Engineering Deep Dive. Today was CK, Chief Product Officer of TalkDesk. Until next time.